Hey, Murph here. I'm a former heroin addict, current alcoholic, and you're tuned into Self-Medicated Weekly Dose, a podcast all about drugs and the people who use them. As always, this program is inspired by the harm reduction movement, informed by my personal experience using all sorts of drugs for damn near 30 years, and enlightened by my special guests. And today, guess what? Surprise, surprise. The special guest is you. (laughs) That's right. Who, you? Me? No, you. The listeners. That's my special guest. So what I'm doing here today, it's a special episode with some very special guests, meaning the listeners. Uh, Those of you who tune into the program regularly know that I have, you know, I have guests on from all walks. Comedians, harm reduction advocates, musicians, uh, friends, family, you know, all sorts of people. Uh, But today it's going to be me and a few listeners who I selected who wrote in with some questions specifically for me. Uh, Those of you who, who tune in regularly will know that I have a phone number dedicated line to the podcast and the number is 443-MK-ULTRA. That's correct. You heard that correctly. It is 443-MK-ULTRA. Now, that's a number that, uh, you know, I invite listeners to call in anytime, day or night. Leave a voicemail for the program. And I've played some of them on a, on a, on a segment I call Listeners Untapped. You have reached 443-MK-ULTRA. That's right. You know the segment if you're a regular listener of the program. Uh, you know, I invite people to call in with questions, comments, concerns, uh, uh, you know, uh, non sequiturs, whatever the hell you want. Just call in, uh, leave a message anytime. But, you know, some folks not comfortable calling in. They don't want their voice heard. They don't have these, you know, fancy voice modulator things to use to disguise their voice. So, you know, some people are just shy calling in that way. So, I, you know, I want to open it up to everybody, not just fellow loudmouths who enjoy hearing the sound of their own voice like I do. Uh, you know, but I but I still want you to be a part of the program. So email selfmedicatedpod at gmail.com has been open. I've told folks about it. So also my DMs on Instagram at Murph Meyer. You can slide into my DMs at any time with any questions or comments and whatnot. Uh, and, you know, I'd like to include them on the program, too. So, uh, you know, every uh, every so often here, I'm going to do an episode that's just about the listeners writing in who weren't able to call in to 443-MK-ULTRA and who chose to use email or, or you know, DMs on social media, on Instagram there, or, you know, I don't know, maybe get a carrier pigeon, get them all zooted up on amphetamines and send them out the window, you know, with, with a message for me and, uh, you know, however you want to deliver the goddamn questions, comments, whatnot. Uh, please, I want you, everyone to be a part of the program. So today I've selected a few of those that, I, that, that have come in uh, that I really wanted to address, uh, and we'll do that. And you know what? This is a different kind of episode, you know. So here, they're open four four three MK Ultra self medicated pod at gmail dot com at Merv Meyer on Instagram, uh, zooted up uh, carrier pigeon. You know, whatever your method is. If you listen to this episode and you say fuck this, I don't want this shit. Enough of this guy ranting and raving. Let's get some guests on. I want special guests. I want to mix it up. Maybe you don't like this. Let me know. Maybe you love it. You want more of it. Let me know. Up to you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, we're going to try it out and we'll see how it goes. And also, uh, you know, uh, please forgive me in advance if I'm a little punchy in this episode. But, you know, I've been I've been pounding this uh, this monster energy juice here. It's monster energy. It's energy plus juice. 
don't know what the fuck, vitamins, taurine, Aussie lemonade style. I don't know what the hell this uh, this nonsense is, but I've been pounding it. Mm. Ah, yes, mm, that is sludge. That is just disgusting fucking sludge. But it gives me a little pick-me-up. You know, you don't get the best uh, night's sleep. And I'll tell you something else. This Adderall shortage is the fucking real deal here. It's got it's got me out here pounding Monster Energy. So pardon me if I'm a little punchy. As you know, my least favorite drug is ca- caffeine. But with this uh, with this legitimate Adderall shortage, Lord above, when I need a little uh, little kick in the ass, I got to go to the fucking Monster. The Monster. Not a not a, uh, a sponsor of the program. Please do not go out and drink this sludge. It's fucking garbage. But uh, you know. That's what I'm on. That's what I'm on right now. So pardon me if I'm a little monstery this episode, uh, but you got to do what you got to do to get through. All right. Well, here we go. We're going to get to some uh, some questions here from the listeners. Thank you so much for uh, for writing into the program. This first one here is uh, it's from Brandon in Brooklyn. Uh, Brandon says, big fan of the show. I really enjoy listening and learning a lot about different kinds of drugs. Well, thank you so much for listening, Brandon. I don't know what the hell you're learning from my fat mouth, but, you know, who can say? Maybe it's something. So I'm glad you're, uh, I'm glad you're tuning in. Uh, Brandon says, but one drug you haven't really covered is steroids. Hmm. I'm a retired power lifter, and I have mixed feelings on the subject. I know you're a sports fan, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on performance-enhancing drugs in general. All right, well, Brandon from Brooklyn, thank you so much. All right, so uh, my thoughts in general on performance-enhancing drugs in sports. Well, I'll tell you, my reference here, uh, you know, and look, Brandon, probably correct me if I'm wrong here. You know, you, you likely, as a, as a former powerlifter, know a hell of a lot more about the sports science of it all. So, you know, forgive me. I'm just going to kind of throw some shit against the wall and see what sticks here in terms of the, 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 the substances themselves. Uh, but let's just say for, you know, anabolic steroids of the past for HGH, human growth hormone of the, of the, the, the recent present or the current present, um, uh, oh Lord, pardon me. The monsters come up to say hello. God damn, that shit's terrible. Uh, yeah. So, you know, Brando, look, I don't, uh, I don't claim to know a lot about the sports science of it, but I, I do know. My personal reference and what I, how I feel about these uh, performance enhancers in sports is as a younger man, a teenager in high school, uh, I believe it was 90, what was it, 98, 1998, I was, in, I was yeah, maybe a sophomore in high school. Uh, there was the great home run race in Major League Baseball between uh, Mark McGuire of the St. Louis Cardinals and Sammy Sosa of the Chicago Cubs. Now, they were chasing uh, Roger Maris's home run record that was stood for decades, uh, maybe it was 50 years or something. Uh and, you know, at the time and, and and and, you know, we were all very excited about it. You know, there was an excitement back in baseball. Baseball had a, had a, had a strike. You know, the players uh, went on strike uh, for, you know, better contracts, more money, more bigger cut of the pie. So, of course, we're in, so, in solidarity with the players at the time who went on strike. But, you know, the the the, uh, the excitement behind baseball had 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 been a little bit dip dipped a little bit. And then in comes the big home run race of 1998 now home runs had been beefing up a little bit uh, you know leading up to this but this was like the shit you know this was these two guys mcguire and sosa just you know every night it it seemed you know there was there was another home run another one hit another one hit and the race was on and i'll tell you as a as a teenager me and my buddies watching this in real time 
were, of course, just like, oh, yeah, they're juicing. You know, we, we were under the impression they were juicing. And we'll just, again, we'll just call it juicing. Whatever it means, if it was anabolic steroids at the time, HGH, whatever it was, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. But they were juiced. They were juiced to high hell. And of course they were, uh, you know, because balls weren't, you know, weren't leaving the yard the way they had been leading up to that. So, you know, this was an exciting time and we all knew. Now, of course, Major League Baseball is going to pretend like they didn't know until the whole story broke. And, you know, we found out all the uh, all the all the players that were involved outside of McGuire and Sosa pitchers were involved. Because, of course, pitchers are saying, well, hell, if the batters are 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 juice and we got a juice to 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 uh, to match you know, it's got to be juice on juice or we're going to be fucked. And, uh, you know, I remember uh, Roger Clemens, the Rocket, uh, when he came to the to the uh, to the New York Yankees, a, a juicy moment in particular, uh, again, from my youth that I recall is in the Subway Series when the Yankees were playing the the Mets there in the World Series. Mike Piazza hit a ball, hit a ball uh, uh, that is, had a broken bat. Uh, Clemens was pitching. It was Mike Piazza at the plate. And his broken bat, a piece of the bat kind of flew out towards Clemens. Uh, and he scooped up the piece of the broken bat and whipped it back at, uh, at, at, at Piazza. So, you know, I, I assume he was juiced to high hell. You know, that seems like something somebody, you know, as the, as the, uh, the adrenaline's flowing and, the, and the, the hormone, human growth hormone's flowing. It's all, you know, it's all, uh, it's all exciting and, and action-packed. So it, 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 I remember these moments in particular. Uh, you know, Brandon, you say you're a former, uh, power lifter, you know, growing up, I'm thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm thinking, you know, these guys in the eighties that I remember looking at, uh, power lifters, weightlifters, Mr. Universes, et cetera. These kind of dudes also just started popping off muscles that you never saw, you know I mean? Jack LaLanne and like the, you know, the beefcakes of the fifties, you know, with the, with the little, uh, you know, with their bikini briefs on, you know, walking down Coney Island or wherever the hell, Flex and you know they were big dudes. They were big dudes, but they didn't have certain muscles. We didn't see muscles on muscles within veins on muscles that we started seeing in the eighties and the nineties. Uh, and it ain't just the spray tan, you know. We're, we're talking about the actual the actual musculature. Uh, again, not much of a of a, of a biologist, scientist, uh, whatnot. Uh, but but the musculature, if that's a thing, you know, it's popping off. It was it was out of control. It was cartoonish. Uh, and so, you know, that's what I remember uh, of, of, of my youth of, of kind of performance enhancers in sports. Now, uh, we get into the contact sports. Of course, it's a little bit more, you know, the, the, the boxing and, and MMA now and, you know, football. You look at some of these sports and, you know, guys are, are, are also it's always trying to stay ahead of the of the of the testing. So is it, you know this is a long-winded way of saying I should have started this off by just saying my opinion on it. Real quick. If sports were, if professional sports were a workers' co-op, players' co-op, if the players themselves were to own these teams instead of having, you know, guys uh, like, uh, let's say, uh, Jerry Jones, uh, you know, plantation owner style, uh, Mark Cuban even like, oh, I'm a player's guy. You know, but these owners, these billionaires who, who, who are the ones raking in all the profits. If this was a player-owned operation, a workers' co-op, and, and, and it was a, you know, industrial unionism of sort, democratically run by the players, and they got to decide, do we want juice in or no juice? Juice or no juice? I'd love that. Then I'd say, whatever they choose, we can watch. 
especially with the contact sports, because, you know, it's hard to say, ah, I'm fine with the juice. Who cares? Let them juice. Let's see. Let's see what is possible. Uh, how far can you hit a ball? How, you know, how, how hard can you tackle somebody? But when you're talking about people putting their bodies on the lines like this, and there's no guaranteed contracts or, or, or health insurance long term. I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, it's brutal. It's brutal what we're asking out of people uh, for the profits of, of billionaires. So fuck them. In that regard, I would say no. Now, I, I think they should be on top of that. But if it were in a perfect world, a, you know, a, a league's run by in a worker co-op sense and the players were all, you know, sharing in the profits equally and there were no billionaire owners, you know, then I'd say, uh, you know, sure, let's have we could have a juicy league and a no and a no juicy league, a non juice league. Uh, you know, that would be f- uh, fun to see. Or you go, hell, some guys get juicy. They're open about it. Other guys go, I'm going to compete without the juice. And then, you know, it's we, we have our, our our underdog stories where we get to watch, the, you know, the no juice mingle with the juice. I, you know, I don't know how that would play out in that way. Again, let the players decide what they would like rather than this kind of non-spoken thing where players use it in some instances. And then it's like, ah, gotcha from the media who knew all along, uh, particularly I keep going back to baseball, but I know it was such a big deal in baseball. Because it was like, the, you know, the, the, the baseball writers pretended while this was going on, again, as fucking teenagers, we knew, ah, they're juicing, juicing. The, now the writers want to pretend like they had no idea. They were celebrating the hell out of it at the time. And then when it broke, it's like, oh, my, no, they weren't juicing. Well, that's an asterisk. They can't go into the Hall of Fame. They can't be this whole era is just a problem now. Where it's like, bro, what the fuck were you at the time? You, you, no one was saying shit at the time. But now, in retrospect, everybody wants to be, uh, you know, holier than thou on this. And so, you know, I don't know. I I say again, I'm fine with it. What are we asking? We're we're saying we're just we get a bunch of people together, a lot of big boys together. Let's chop down a tree, you know, a piece of ash, put it in your hand. You're swinging at a ball that some guy's hurling at you 100 miles an hour. How far can you hit the fucking thing? Then let's see how far you can hit the fucking thing with juice. Let's let's max it. Let's go. Can you hit it a country mile? Let's see it. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that. This is entertainment. Uh, but again, I would love for the players to be owning it and then them to make their own decisions rather than to be pressured into anything uh, without them being the 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 sole uh, profiteers of, of all this madness uh, that we call sports that we put on such a goddamn pedestal. And I love it. You know, I enjoy it from an entertainment. But the older I get and the more I watch it, I'm just like, God damn. Oh, we're asking a lot of them. Uh, and the uh, the owners are getting richer here. Um, so, you know, uh, Brandon, basically, yeah, my thoughts are that. Uh, I say it should be up to the athletes, uh, the athletes themselves. And until then, I guess we have these fucking weird testing systems where we, we where we love it when it's happening, and then we're <gasps> we're clutching our pearls when we find out that uh, that that they are in fact juicing. Uh, so that's my juicy take there. Uh, so thank you, Brandon, again for for writing in, and please, you know, cr- feel free to to hop on the socials there or hit me up and correct me on any of the <laughs> the the, uh, the 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 lack of sports science knowledge that I have behind the juiciness. Juicy fruit, it's going to move you. Juice is soft, it tastes right, gets right to you. Something, something, something going to move, yeah. All right, so uh, that's our first question. So our second question is coming in from Lulu in Philly. Uh, so Lulu from Philly, speaking of the sports, we got the Eagles, the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Here we go. Fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, so Lulu from Philly, 
asks, on episode six, you had Kenise Mobley on the show. Love her. Uh, that's Lulu as an aside in this question, says, wrote in, in parentheses, there, love her. Uh, talking about Kenise Mobley. And I second that. Uh, hilarious comedian, Kenise. Uh, anyhow, uh, on episode six with Kenise Mobley, you jokingly said there were, well, how is this phrase? Oh, on episode six with Kenise Mobley, you jokingly, this is with a question mark in parentheses, said you were anti-vax. Please say it ain't so, Murph. I agree with so much of what you say, but this one would probably be a deal breaker. So what's up? All right, well, all right. Five, so first of all, Let's see. Jokingly, I'll I'll I'll, re- I'll I'll speak to that first of all. I don't know what I I don't believe I said I was anti-vax. I believe what I said, jokingly but not jokingly, was that there's this vaccine that's being developed now for opioid use disorder is what they're the, the, you know what they're calling opioid use disorder, and by they I mean the pharmaceutical industry, opioid use disorder, and they're developing a vaccine for it. So let's let me just. Let me take a breath here because there's there's a lot of nuance involved and I understand how how nuance can get uh, can be received these days. <sighs> let me just take a I'll take a breath and let me take a little swig of my monster. Oh, man. This is I've be, but, I believe if you drank like a case of this shit, you'd be fucking dead. Anyhow. Uh, so. Uh, what I said was, is this this vaccine for opioid use disorder, if this was pushed out there, then I may very well be anti-vax. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was joking and it's good to put a question mark at the end of joking because I wasn't totally joking. I guess what I mean by that is this vaccine seems like a fucking problem to me. And here's why I would say anyone who's a regular listener of the program knows kind of my thoughts on 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 treating uh, addiction, uh, problematic drug use, treating any sort of substance use, reliance on substance use as a medical issue, as, as a disease of the brain, let's say, the disease model there that we've, we've come to push behind this. My problems with that, that's a kind of a separate thing, but it's tied into this. So let me just reiterate, for those of you who aren't aware, is I do think that that is, has not helped us as much as people maybe thought it would. And I do believe the science behind it is somewhat suspect. Uh, you know, the brain's a very, very complicated uh, little computer we got there wedged in our melons. And so, you know, th- there's a lot of complicated science behind it. There's a lot of reasons people use drugs. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there, there, there's there, there's so many factors that go into uh, someone who is is struggling with their uh, with their drug use. Now, I think it's kind of like the, the we see this a lot. We see it with, um, you know, we, we, you know, and again, I, I look, if, I, if, if I'm if I'm making analogies here that seem uh, that seem to be, uh, you know, ru- chapping people's asses, rubbing people the wrong way. Let me know. But I'm just trying to make a point by 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 saying we, we've seen this with we can just easily call conservative versus progressive mindsets. Let's move forward. Let's not move forward. Let's keep a traditional. Let's uh, evolve with, uh, you know, with with our society should evolve with the times. It's the same thing we saw. The argument began about uh, about uh, about gay marriage when that was an issue that was up for legislation, uh, which, of course, the easiest way is to just say that the government uh, shouldn't exist uh, and certainly shouldn't if it does, even as an administrative body to move some uh, tax dollars around for stuff that we actually want, like medicine, (laughs) housing, you know, things like that. 
Uh, if it existed in that form, fine, but it should, certainly should not exist uh, to be in people's lives in terms of who they are married to, who they love, uh, you know, who they can visit in the hospital when people are dying, who they can adopt children with. Government should certainly not be involved in any of that. But since they are, you know, that that was a legislative battle that, that had to be fought. And, you know, bless the, the people who have fought, starting with Stonewall and, and march, continuing to march on, of people who fought the, that, that, uh, that, that difficult fight and continue to fight it. Now we're back, uh, you know, into, into fighting that. And I think the problem is the lines were drawn in the sand on that, on are people born gay or, or is this a choice? And that was the big push people made to get gay marriage, you know, uh, 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 legislatively to get it to where it was, where it was legal uh, and, and, and recognized by the federal government was saying, well, hey, we're, you know, people are born this way. And I think even in the, in the at the time and now I've seen now that we're back, you know, having these don't say gay in Florida and seeing all the, you know, the backlash currently that's 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 going on is like you know who cares is is my thing who gives a shit if people are born it seems like the wrong stance the wrong uh argument to 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 accept is to try to convince people are people born this way or are they not and for me i'm just kind of like why the fuck does that even matter because i think you get from a place where what you're asking of people is not to respect people's personal decision not to respect well i don't know if i was born this way but i woke up yesterday and i said Hey, I'm going to go out and fuck a bunch of dudes. This is me now saying this. I want to go fuck some dudes today. Uh, we want to suck and fuck and have a hell of a night and then move on with my life. Now, you know, am I gay? Am I not gay? This, we got to put things in a box. We always got to label them, whatever it is. But was I born that way or was I, did I just want to have myself a, a, you know, a Thursday afternoon? I, who cares? You know, who cares is, is my thing. So I think when you fight people on that stance, on that hill, and then to make the analogy now to drug use is this idea of is it a disease or is it a moral failing? And again, is it a you're born with it that you're gay or is it a moral failing that you're choosing this? Again, I think we have to fight people on the moral side of this, on the moral failing. Do not give concede the ground to be like, well, maybe people could think it's a moral failing, but we have an out because we were born that way or because we have a disease like cancer. You're not going to, you know, shit on people for having cancer. So don't shit on people for, for being addicted to drugs. Again, it's like this fall. It gets muddy. It gets muddy and it doesn't seem to work. And we keep having this battle again and again. So I think we got to push forward and fight on all fronts, uh, particularly as we're now talking about drug use. Is that who gives a fuck? Whether it's a, whether it's a, for some people, if it's if it's a disease for some people, if, if it's a chemical compulsion, that they're having a hard time with and they need, you know, and they're looking for medication assisted treatment or, or if it's some people just going, ah, I'm having a fucking rough couple of years and I'm banging around and, and, and I'm, and I'm using a shit ton of drugs and I'm using them chaotically and, and I'm using them and they're, and they're, 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 they're upended my life and my relationships, all of this, uh, you know, harmful drug use, it, it, whatever reason you're caught in that, it doesn't much matter. It's individual to the person. And, you know, we should, obviously there should be no judgment across the board regardless of that. Um, and I think that's where we need to be fighting this battle. So this idea of getting into vaccines, but let me also just quickly say, if it fucking helps anybody, the same way as, you know, methadone, buprenorphine, any, any medication-assisted treatment, including vaccines potentially, that's why I just want to clarify, great. If it's out there and people, you know, want, are using it and it's helping them, absolutely. What's a little bit terrifying about it, and I don't know if I, we kind of got fully into this into the episode that you're referencing here, Lulu, but... 
What I was saying is what's what's a little bit terrifying, and you think about uh, how this could play out, is we're already in a living in a society here where drug courts are, are, are have have been pushed very very hard as a way for again as people saying, well, this is a disease and people shouldn't be in jail. So the compromise has been to to give people one crack. Then like, okay, fine, it's a it's an addiction, it's a disease. Not a moral failing. So you're right. They shouldn't be in jail. They should get one opportunity to not go to jail. Uh, one, get out of jail. Uh, you know, dep- and also this is very much depending on like for minor possession or use or whatever it is. I mean, they, they very quickly spirals, you know, and to not include plenty of people it should in the first place. But aside from that, it's like, yo, you get one crack and you go, you go to drug court and you're in, you're in this diversion court and a judge will say to you, all right. Great. So you need to go to rehab right now. You need to stop using immediately. And in a lot of cases, uh, they were for a long time. Now, the federal government finally stepped in to say that all judges in these drug courts must allow medication assisted treatment. Uh, But for a while, they were saying in these courts, no, 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 you got to be off everything. There's no uh, we don't need no methadone in your system, no buprenorphine, no drugs that would help you, you know, uh, in your in your uh, pursuit of of getting off of, of heroin. Um, or whatever it is, fentanyl, whatever it is that you're using, uh, or cocaine, or marijuana. You know, there's a, it's absurd <laughs> with, with with these drug courts. Uh, but whatever the drugs are that you're using, you get one crack at it. Now, if if that's a forced situation, and yeah, they say, hey, we can't force you, but if you don't, you're going right to jail. So if that if that's the ultimatum, there, ultimatum, altered ultimatum. Altered Beast. Welcome to your doom. Fucking Altered Beast. Altered Matum. Uh, if that is, then, you know, what is the what is the the ultimatum with 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 vaccines? You know, then you start getting into a very strange place where they go, well, there's this vaccine that if you take it, you won't even be able to feel the effects. And, oh, yeah. And let me also say what the fuck this vaccine even does for folks who don't know. Uh, is the idea is it blocking the opioid receptors. So for certain opioids, it'd be like, well, you know, heroin. I don't know how it works exactly with fentanyl, which opioids it blocks, but let's just say the science is ultimately trying to reach a place where you take this vaccine and you no longer feel the effects of any of these opioids, which means you wouldn't take them because they wouldn't do nothing for you. Now, (laughs) if that becomes into a coerced situation, which is where we're at right now with coerced treatment and drug court, we start getting into coerced vaccines, which, you know, I, I see a lot of fucking problems with that, and I hope you do too. But then again, at the same time, we now slip into the are you anti-vax, which in the current context, I certainly know what that means. Am I anti-vax? No, I am certainly not anti-vax. I am anti-nothing. How about that? No, that's a terrible thing. That's a stupid, stupid thing to say. I'm anti a, a, lot, of, a lot of things. I'm, anti, I'm not anti any sort of substances where people can want to use for themselves, but I am certainly anti uh, government forcing people to use any substances of any kind, Uh, uh, you know, regulating to say that they cannot use them. uh, I'm against, and I'm against them saying you must use them. Any coercion in any way, especially when they're in bed with big pharma. So yes, that translates to the, to the, to the other vaccines that of course, I believe Lulu you're referencing here in this one uh, beyond the, the drug vaccine that's got a lot of gray areas there as you're talking about the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, one thing I will say is now here, we'll definitely see a little little label on this episode. 
at least on Spotify, because I know on episode six that I spoke about this with Kenise, there was a little little tag on there about, uh, you know, for, for, for COVID-19 information for up to the date, up to date uh, information. There's a little thing on there. So this one's going to get flagged as well, I imagine. And that's the interesting thing that we that we're now that we're now kind of talking about. Uh, and I won't go too far off the rails on this. Maybe sometime we'll get back to it. You know, look, send me a question if you want to hear more about it. But I can go on and on. And it's a very nuanced issue. Again, um, maybe on an upcoming live stream that we have planned uh, for the program. Uh, I'm going to be looking at possibly starting to do some some live streams down the road for Weekly Dose. Uh, so, you know, look forward to that Instagram live as well. I might be diving back into. Did some of those a while back with the uh, self-medicated podcast uh, and i want to i want to do that again to reach out more and talk to the talk to the listeners so maybe we'll do that a little bit more and unpack with some nuance to, to so i can get some feedback you know a little give and take on this rather than just me ranting and raving uh but anti-mandate does not equal anti-vax certainly uh and there's a lot and it's a very emotionally fiery issue on all sides for that so i will just leave that one dangling for now how about that uh, but in the context of what you were saying, uh, Lulu, no, certainly not anti-vax. So I hope that that doesn't lose you as a listener. Now you say, uh, because you say here, that this, uh, this would probably be a deal breaker, it, look, it says here. So to me, I guess that just means a deal breaker, meaning you won't be listening to the program anymore, won't be a fan of mine anymore if, if in fact I am anti-vax. So I hope that this roundabout rambly, somewhat, not cryptic, but, but uh, teaser, uh, teasy, teasy, teaserly answer will leave you on the edge of being a deal breaker and hopefully you'll come back and frankly like i said maybe we'll hop on instagram live maybe we'll talk i know you don't want to be you know uh i'm sure others will, will be willing to jump in your stead here and maybe it's a i'm even talking about a debate possibly but at least a conversation some discourse for christ's sake can we get back to having discourse as people i think it's helpful uh, you know, but, but for right now, just to ranty and ravey, I hope I don't lose you. I hope this isn't a deal breaker because like I said, anti-mandate specifically with the drug vaccine, but with any vaccine, I don't want government given forcing us, coercing us in any way when they're in bed with big pharma, as much as we all know that they are, you know, them's the facts. However you want to look at anything else, we know goddamn well, they're in bed with big pharma. Uh, you know, so we don't want them pushing that. I don't want them pushing that. Uh, <laughs> which two things can be true at once. Uh, drugs can work, be they vaccines or, or, or uh, you know, whatever, opioids or anything. Drugs can work. And the motivations behind governments pressuring people to take drugs can also be because they're highly, highly profitable. Uh, and these pharmaceutical companies are making shit tons of money off of them. So those two things can be true at once. Uh, and drugs cannot work. Some drugs can work. Some drugs cannot work. The problem is we don't have, uh, you know, the reason things ever get very cloudy is because of the financial motivation. So, you know, as it always comes down to on this program, if you've listened before, I will take the out and I will just blame capitalism on this one once again, because that's what we're dealing with. And that's the world we live in right now. Uh, so, Lulu, thank you so much for writing in. Please, I, I hope I haven't lost you with that rambly response. And I am willing to talk about that a little bit more in detail, maybe sometime down the road, because, hey, drugs are drugs. Talking about, uh, uh, you know, this podcast is all about drugs and the people who use them. I mean, vaccines are drugs. Steroids are drugs. So thank you uh, on both counts from uh, Brandon and Lulu kicking things off here to uh, to talk about some drugs. that Maybe I don't talk about so much. This guy goes on and on about heroin. God, he loves heroin. 
Loves his opioids, loves his amphetamines, loves his booze, you know. But but yeah, maybe I don't talk about uh, about some of the other drugs as much. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, thank you again for the for that question. And uh, we have uh, one more here uh, before we wrap it up. I won't go too long on these episodes. You know, I'll, we'll, we'll we'll go into the we'll go deep uh, when I got some guests here. But you know, I won't I won't hijack uh, my own program here and, and go on too long. But I do have one more I wanted to address. This one's an anonymous. This one comes in from Anon. Uh, It says, uh, we shot up together many times before, many years ago. I can can confirm, again, anonymous for the program, but I know who this is, and I can confirm that is true. My question for you is, will you ever use heroin again? Will you ever use heroin again is the question from anonymous. And it's, uh, you know, it's a funny one. It is a funny one, Uh, especially as someone who, you know, You'd figure as as folks who 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 are in, you know, more more traditional uh, 12 step treatment programs, abstinence based programs, you know, the answer is 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 day by day, day by day, day by day. The answer is day by day, you know, uh, and so, you know, for me, uh, I would say likely not. I don't want to. Here's the problem with it. Illicit use of heroin is is a, is a problem. The, the great Louise Vincent, uh, head of the uh, National Drug Users Union, uh, she's a wonderful human being, doing the dynamite work every day on the streets, fighting for the rights of of, of her fellow drug users. She's an incredible person. Uh, but I had her uh, on uh, self medicated. Speaking of those live streams, to go back to those, I had her on one of my live streams uh, a while back, and she had a great comment. Uh, great, great quote from Louise Vincent. And it, and it goes, uh, I'll paraphrase, but it goes, I don't have a drug problem. I have a drug policy problem. And I think that that's a, a beautiful statement because really, what, what are we talking about here? You could use a lot of drugs uh, in a lot of different kinds of ways, as I always say. But being dependent on a drug and having it you know, ruin your life in a lot of ways oftentimes starts with the law being involved. It starts with, because that's when, when, when things really get you know, funky for people, is when you're arrested, uh, even if it's for simple possession, whatever it is. That's when your life can kind of get upended. And that's, again, that's not to say that using certain drugs, no matter what the fuck they are, without the law, you know, if we completely got rid of it, if we decriminalized all drugs and legalized all drugs, regulated everything, so you knew what it was you're doing, all that, yes, there would still be harmful, chaotic use that people would, you know, within themselves and their, and their loved ones and the people in their circle, you know, would, 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 would have to deal with. And, and again, that, and that's their business. But I would also be willing to venture that one, that's a small percentage the people who become addicted and, and have, you know, this sort of the sort of harmful drug use that I was doing to myself for damn near four years with heroin is that, you know, you know it when you're doing it to yourself, when you see it, when you feel it. That's, a, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a small piece of the pie of people who use drugs to begin with. It's still w- way too many people, of course. And, and those are the people that we want to reach out to uh, and, and, and help. Uh, you know, and those are the people that, that, that do need the love and the, you know, harm reduction interventions and public health rather than, 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 than legal action. And I think that's the biggest thing is that that sort of turmoil, that that's one way to almost guarantee that these people are stuck in a, in a, in a vicious cycle 
with with this with these drugs is to criminalize it and is to put their them in a tighter spot than they're already in. You know, because let's be honest too. People say, well, it, it doesn't discriminate. I go wherever. We've already been through this on the program. If you if, if you're a listener, is that sure the drugs themselves don't discriminate because they're chemical substances. So of course they don't. That's fucking ludicrous. Chemical substances have no agenda. They just exist. But it what we certainly do discriminate is how society, the law, uh, you know, our, our government deals with the people who use them. That is definitely discriminatory, as we've seen. Uh, black and brown people, and particularly poor black and brown people and poor white people, all, poor people in general, are fucked when it comes to being caught with drugs or being in any sort of situation where they have to start answering to a governmental body for their drug use. You fucked. You fucked in that spot. Uh, you know, you have two options. You either immediately st- stop using, regardless of your material conditions, whether they get any better or not. You better stop using right now, and that's it, and that's all you got. Uh, so, yeah, rich people still, of course, have drug problems, and they go to, you know, they'll pay however much, uh, you know, Matthew Perry paying millions of dollars to go to all these, you know, your promises, your, 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 your Malibu retreats, and, you know, whatever. All of this is like, of course, that doesn't downplay anyone's trauma that they may have in their lives. It has nothing to do with their, with their financial situation. But moving forward, you, they rarely find themselves in prison. You really got to piss off a lot of people if you, if you notice with this, kind of, with this drug use. You might get a little home confinement. You might get, a, you might get an anklet slapped on you. Uh, but, you know, people generally, you got to push it real far as a celebrity or as a famous person or just as a person with money. Even less so as just a person with money. You know, who's not in the public eye because then judges know, ah, we can, shh, we can hush, 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 You know, it's, it's when the paparazzi gets involved that now judges start feeling like, well, I got to fucking make a move here uh, after, you know, strike number six on this person. But generally, you don't see rich people in jail for drugs. You don't. Rich people use drugs, but you don't see them in jail for drugs as much as you do with, uh, with poor and working people uh, who can't afford good lawyers and don't have the connections to get off for it. So basically... Uh, <laughs> That was a hell of a roundabout rambler uh, to say to Anon and, you know, Anon, I, I love you. God bless you. I love you so much. Uh, we've been through a lot together and uh, we're still here. And uh, the answer to, to whether or not I will, well, well, I will personally ever use heroin again is certainly I don't know. Uh, but I do think that the, the if it were legalized. And here's another thing I want to say, too. I, th- here's something I know for, for, for myself with opioids. And how the space and the time in your life and your, your, your current conditions play such a strong role, more so, I believe, in myself personally, than some sort of, uh, you know, uh, disease or chemical thing that I would never be able to use opioids again. I had uh, not uh, been off uh, heroin uh, for daily IV heroin use for about maybe I'd say a year it had been when I had to have a surgery. Uh, which I call my second asshole. Uh, well, I didn't call it that. My friends started calling it that. Uh, but but it was basically I had a, a pylonidal cyst on my bum, and they had to remove it. And the way they removed it is they just kind of carved it out and pulled pulled a chunk of it out. I'll, I'll keep it. Uh, I mean, that's already fucking pretty graphic. But at any rate, they pulled out a chunk, and it left a little gaping hole there above my asshole, north of my asshole, at the top of my crack, my second butthole. Um so anyway, that was a pretty painful procedure. Uh, they, at the same time they did that, they actually went south as well. And I had another cyst on my taint and they took that one out. They said, if we're going to put you under, we're going to take both out. So it was, it was, I couldn't really sit much. I was sits bathing it a lot, you know, tossing and turning at night, couldn't sleep. 
right afterwards, very painful. They had me on morphine immediately after the surgery. And then when I got out, they gave me some perks. They gave me the old Percocets. I believe they were 10 milligram Percocets. Pretty, you know, pretty strong uh, uh, coming off of, uh, you know, a, a, a surgery that you know, my tire below the waist is not feeling great and I can't really sit. So it was, it was a pretty painful. And there's a lot of, a lot of uh, nerve endings and stuff down there. So anyway, a painful thing. They say, here's some perks. Now, I took some of them when I got home. And then I took more of them uh, and then more of them and more of them. And, and within pretty much uh, the first day and a half, I ripped through the entire prescription. I ate the whole bottle that was meant for, I think, uh, 10 days or, or two weeks, whatever it was. And I, 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 I whipped through them, immediately called the doctor, said I needed some more. Uh, and, I, and I made up an excuse. Uh, you know, I said, oh, fuck, I dropped. I'm fumbling around with my sits bath. I dropped my pills in the toilet. Uh, so I need more. Uh, and you know, they, they, they reluctantly, you know, I had to go through another doctor. They brought somebody on. They said, all right, all right, all right, come on down, you know, get, get, get another, get a refill. But this is, you know, this, this is going to be the last one here. Don't drop any in the more pills in the fucking toilet. Uh, now I didn't have a car at the time, so I was ready to get on the bus to take, uh, I was living in Philly. I was ready to take the, uh, the bus, uh, all the way up to through North Philly into, into, uh, the hospital, uh, where, where, where the doctor that I was seeing for my surgery. I was working at a hospital, so I had uh, health insurance through the hospital, uh, praise. Uh, but also, uh, this is just a quick aside, um, I had health insurance, but the goddamn surgery at the end of the day didn't cover everything. Still uh, put me about four grand in the hole that I just never paid. Never paid, k- kept kicking the can down the road. Uh, medical debt eventually, I think after seven years or something goes away. Anyway, uh, Medicare for all. Anyhow, uh, I was able to go see this doctor. I got on the bus, but I was waiting for the bus, rather. When I just said to myself, this is bad news. This, I know how this goes. I'm going to go get this refill. I'm going to fucking pound all those. And then I'm still going to be looking for more. And I had a feeling inside myself where I just took a moment, took a gut check. I said, fuck, I know this. I know how this goes. I, that feeling I immediately love. That's why I pounded all of these perks. Uh, I almost started, you know, the last, last batch of them there, I was debating whether or not to crush them up and bump them. So, you know, I'm already at a place where I was like, I'm not, you know, I have not distance myself yet my 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 life i haven't reached a place even though i've been off dope for for at that point for you know a year i'm just not you know i'm not ready for opioids and probably never will be at that time it didn't matter i just said fuck i can't do this so i didn't go back and i didn't get the refill uh and you know was in pain was in a lot of pain for for about that first week there was rough but got through it whatever moved on and didn't touch any opioids for a long stretch. But then I, I, I uh, about, uh, let's say, flash forward, what is it? Oh, God, at least 10 years later, uh, maybe more. Uh, I then was at a different point in my life. Uh, my whole life, you know, my, my career, uh, you know, I, I had moved to New York. Uh, I was doing comedy for a living, uh, performing, you know, voice acting uh, on, on a television program. Uh, you know, I had, I had more importantly than all that, I had the, the love of my life, my life partner, just, uh, you know, my whole situation was, 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 was removed from where I was feeling then uh, emotionally, physically, spiritually, everything had changed. I still had the second butthole, of course, but it was, it healed. It was, it was, a, it was healed. It was wonderful. It was a place I could, I could stash a little bit of something every now and again. It was just, you know, basically my whole life was better uh, at that point. My material condition, my material conditions had changed drastically. So I have a, another medical issue, a back problem. I fall, I slip and fall. I'm walking the dog. She sees a squirrel. It's wintertime on the porch coming down, uh, hit the ice. You know, she, she darts for the squirrel, pulls me on the leash. I slip on the ice, 
hit my uh, ass, hits the, uh, you know, over tea kettle onto the ground, uh, fucked up my back. Anyway, back problems. Uh, so just in the, in the interim time, you know, then you got to do PT, blah, blah, blah. This is now also years later. So the, the whole opioid, they're, they're very, uh, you know, deliberate and, and, and considerate of the, uh, the, the prescription. So they just say there's just, just for a few days, we get a couple of, of perks. So now I'm able to take these and I think to myself, well, I'm going to try it out because my whole, you know, my whole world has changed here. Let me try them out. If they're too much, too much, and I'll, and I'll instantly know it, but they weren't. And I didn't even finish the prescription. I used them for a couple of days when I felt really bad, and then I moved on. Now, the whole point of this is not to say that anyone should, again, the whole point of, of anything I say ever is me sharing my own personal experience. This is not advice. This is not nothing resembling advice. So please, don't take it as such. It's literally just me saying, here's what I went through, and that's it. I don't know. Is that interesting to you? Fine. If not, you don't tune in. If you hate it and, and you disagree and you say, wow, this is irresponsible. You know, I have people have said that to me. That's fine. You don't listen to the program. then. That's OK. But it's certainly not advice. So let's just let me just be clear on that again. This is just my own experience. Uh, so I so I so I, I took some of them. And like I said, they were great. They helped with the pain. And a couple days later, I said, oh, I have a few left. I'm not even going to take them. And so I left, uh, you know, I left them there uh in in the bottle and uh, you know so uh, we won't say who ended up taking those that doesn't much matter but it wasn't me uh and so they're gone you know and 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 so my point is changing the material conditions is is very different so now we get back to heroin will i ever do that again my material conditions again changing life's always changing different set of circumstances uh, but what has not changed is the the law uh, i'm not saying that the law is preventing me let me just say from using, I don't think I would need to dive back into heroin. I don't have any interest in diving back into heroin now. Uh, it is one of the most beautiful substances in the world to numb you both physically, spiritually, uh, emotionally. It does it all. It's a great numb. It's a great numb. I'm not, you know, I'm not at the point now in my life where I'm looking to numb. I'm open. I'm very, I'm wide open. I'm trying to feel it all. So at, at the moment. So no, I don't see myself using it now. But, you know, I would say never say never uh, to Anon. Uh, and I know you feel the same way you bugger, uh, but, uh, God bless you. And I love you. And thank you for the question. And what are we at here? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're running up. We're running up the clock. That's about it. What the hell? Three's good for now. I may very well do this again. Let me know what you think. Do you want, you got questions you want to ask? You got questions based on the questions, based on my answers to these questions. You got anything else you want to say? You can either call the program, as I mentioned, 443-MK-ULTRA. That's 443-658-5872. Or you can reach out to me via email, selfmedicatedpod at gmail.com. Or hit me up on Instagram, slide into the DMs at Murph Meyer on Instagram. Or, you know, I said it in the beginning as a bit, but look, with the, the carrier pigeon and the amphetamines, you know, I don't know if you should be pumping animals full of drugs without their consent. Maybe just sprinkle some amphetamines on the windowsill. See if the uh, pigeon might want to come over and do them. And then as you give them the note and then they can go, they can either do them or not do them. You know, don't just start pumping animals full of drugs for Christ's sake. Anyhow, thanks so much to everyone who wrote in. Thanks so much to everyone for listening. This has been your weekly dose. Hey America, there's no use of sleeping with your children, with your daughters, with your sons, and with your husband. Self-Medicated Weekly Dose is hosted and produced by me, Murph Meyer, with support from Pop Culture Collaborative. Our theme song is My Congressman by 15, courtesy of Jeff Ott and Hopeless Records. 
Original artwork and production design by Diana Kolsky. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the program, you can listen to new episodes of Weekly Dose every Wednesday. Just look for the Murph Meyer is self-medicated feed wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, subscribe to the self-medicated YouTube channel to see new video clips from the show each week. Follow me on Instagram at Murph Meyer. And for some top-shelf harm reduction resources, head over to selfmedicatedpod.com. Also, don't forget, you can call the Weekly Dose podcast anytime to leave me a voicemail message with your thoughts on drugs and the people who use them. Just pick up the phone and dial 443-MK-ULTRA. All right, that's about it for me. I'll see you next week. Love and solidarity. Goodbye.